Thank you so much for joining me. Like genuinely, you are my second podcast guest. So yeah, you're early on. I'm really excited about all this. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I think my partner will be walking in the door at some point because he went to go get food. But regardless, that's fine. It shouldn't be too much of an interruption. There's also puppies, but they're sleeping. So we'll see. Um, okay. But yeah, thank you so much for joining uh this if you have not seen uh this is the second episode of a podcast called we're not woke and um the tagline i have written down i still have to memorize it but it's a podcast where we share our perspectives on reality while rooted in the knowing that at the end of the day none of us really have the answers to life's biggest questions we're all just figuring it out and doing our best along the way so you know we might as well share what we learn and hope that it helps others too so thank you so much for yeah. being here. And um, if you want to share a little bit about yourself, just for the listeners, go ahead. Okay, sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I saw like a little snippet of your of your partner talking. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see the whole podcast episode, but I saw that little snippet and I saw the title and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, I love it. Love the vision, love the mission. Um, you're welcome. I'm Magical Mads, Maddie. Um, and we actually met, Sienna and I actually met over TikTok. She just reached out to me and we just kind of had like an immediate like connection and then we were going to, you know, collaborate. We knew we were going to collaborate in some way. So here we are <laughs> as a product of that. Um, I am a spiritual entrepreneur, spiritual creative, and I help other spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual creatives to build their businesses, build their lives on foundations of success in terms of like their mental imagery, what they're thinking, feeling, helping them somatically and in terms of like their nervous system, especially in relation to like people who have experienced trauma or like adversity in their life. Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit about me and I'm just really here to build community and connect and grow together because I love you and I love your mission and I it aligns with me so much so thank yeah. you I feel the same way about what you're doing and that's why we vibe so well like totally like, oh, I want to hug you I know I know it's so funny the people that I've like the few people that I've reached out to online and it's just immediate is like there's something there's something I don't know what it is but like hey what's up and then we connected over our um astrology right away like our zodiac stuff because yeah. you're a cancer moon virgo sun scorpio rising right yeah. and then i'm virgo moon scorpio sun uh leo rising so we've got that little bit of a flip-flop there for sure yeah. and um, then in siberia i'm a leo so it makes that like yep. a leo thing like that's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you have that on your website too, because the people who will go to your website and look at what you're offering, I feel like that would totally be something that they're looking out for to be like, oh, okay, this does tell me a little bit about this person for sure. Yeah, like, hey, a little get to know me. Right. Um, yeah. And on your website and in your title, it says that you are a, a quantum alignment specialist. And I wanted to ask you kind of, what your definition of that is because I think there I think especially the word quantum and even the word alignment float around a lot in the spiritual community and a lot of people have different grasps of what those mean so what does that mean to you 
Yeah. And I love that you asked that because I think that's so true. And I don't really define it anywhere on my website for this exact reason. Um, because I want people to have their own perspective about it. I don't want them to, you know, take on my perspective, but I like that you asked it. Um, the way that I see it is like, everything is a reality. So like every version of you is essentially like an avatar of a reality. So you can kind of tap into different realities all, all the time in any moment, even like if you go from feeling to thinking, like those are two different realities, right? you change your perspective from thinking like yourself to thinking like an ant that's going from two different realities. So you can do this all the time. So that's like what quantum is to me. So you're tapping into all of these different realities at one time, all of these different aspects and you're bringing alignment, which to me is integration and just like wholeness collaboration, like that, that sort of like stable collaborative co-creative energy. That's alignment of all of those aspects, right? You know? Yeah. And so what I do is I'm really good at helping you to, so what happens in life a lot of time is something in this aspect of our life impacts this aspect of our life. And we don't see the connection. We're just like, yeah. oh, those are totally unrelated, but they're actually really related. So what I'm really good at is I'm really good at seeing those two different perspectives and two different realities and bringing them together and helping you to create change through you know manipulating that those two realities in a way that feels good for you like obviously it's not going to be negative manipulation it would be right. like you working with those realities to create better stories or like yeah, totally you know. yeah so for example with myself personally I experienced a lot of trauma when I was younger so once I got older and I got to a space where I actually felt safe with myself to actually go and like explore those feelings that were in my body, I had to begin to like talk to that version of myself kind of like as this new version of myself as that parental figure that I never really had because that's what I was really looking for. And so I brought that like alignment in that way. And that's just like one method. It, it's different strategies, you know, changes. Yeah. Oh, fluctuative but that was what worked for me in that in that moment and that's the way that I quantumly aligned that aspect of myself to then show up in this reality because that's the aspect of me that likes to do things that likes to like get things done like you know so I needed her like yeah, yeah. Important. like so I needed her to feel safe and loved and stuff so I had to be that for that version of myself I had to provide that emotional stability so that I could find that wholeness and then create that in my reality as a result yeah yeah totally I feel like everybody has so many different kind of like split versions of themselves and they don't even realize that in a sense and it I I don't know about other people but before I got to the space that I am now I definitely felt crazy like I would I would notice certain parts of myself and be like, well, that's not me, but it's a part of me. But like, why am I thinking those things? Like, why are you doing this? Right? Like that right there. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> and people don't work with them together and being like, no, you are all of these things and it's okay. But like you said, you have to learn which aspects of yourself and which parts you want to align with and like live yeah. in action with. And who needs help too? Like, you know, because there are some parts of you that are crying out for help and you avoiding them is not going to help. Totally. You, know, you have to take accountability as well. And then, and then align with those 
aspects that you really want to align with. Yeah. It's so easy for everybody like to just shut those things out for us to just Mm -hmm. be like, nope, those are weird thoughts. I don't know what those are. I'm going to do something else. Like, don't want to think about it. Yada, yada, yada. And we have no ideas that it's like essentially these other little versions of ourselves that, like you said, are existing on this quantum field that we can't see physically that are just fucking up our lives or the ones making our lives amazing. And we don't even know who's partaking in what. And the real reality is once you become aware of it, like you can then choose which path you want to go down. Like it becomes so like apparent that there are so many different options because then you can you can begin to see the quantum field like because you're you're aligning with that version of yourself that has that higher perspective that is bringing that wholeness you know yeah oh it's so good I love I know right (laughs) and I feel like too there's people because okay I don't know about the people that you have experiences with but I still have a lot of people in my life that I encounter that when we talk about things like this like metaphysical things Um, or seeing things on a quantum level like it's so hard for people to imagine things in a non-physical way so it's like oh what are you just like physically stepping into this world of aliens and like crazy stuff and it's like yes and no but it, it like like you said once you realize it it becomes so obvious and you can see the pathways but it's so hard to understand or it's so hard to explain to other people what seeing those pathways looks like because it's so separate from our physical vision you know mm-hmm. yeah um, I found I, I found it's funny that you say that but because I found that the people who want to see they'll see it yeah but the people who are resisting change and the people who want to stay in their like limited perspective who want to stay safe they're they're gonna find the objections they're gonna find like the oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And honestly, like a lot of my life, I got that as a kid. So when I started building my business, I was like, I don't want to receive that. Like, mm, not my vibe. So not that I intentionally avoided or anything, because I don't. Right. But I don't, I don't tend to see those kinds of people because I don't even give them my energy. Like I'm not even like, you don't want to believe me okay I'm not gonna argue with you when people yeah. comment on my TikToks and stuff and they're like oh you're crazy oh you're manic oh this stuff all those you know all the things that we love to get um I literally just look at it and I'm like oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny dude my cousin she's so fucking hilarious she's one of the few, this ties into what you're saying but she's one of the few people who has just been so authentically herself her whole life and she's such a little dork like such a weirdo I love her but I remember when we were kids we'd be like Serena you're so weird and she'd be like thank you that was me as a kid too like dead ass I'm like thanks because there's such a weird like shame attached to that and like being different is is a bad thing and also, if what I experience is mania, then sign me up. I'm having a good time. I'm like, having a grand old time, buddy. I can manage it. I got it. Like, right? I'll be great. Well, the other thing I too love is what like, I think about. Right? Totally. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm having fun. I, I love what I think about. And I'm not fucking hurting anybody out here. Like, I'm not out here screaming at people or doing anything harmful to anyone. You know, that's the other thing. People when you get labeled as crazy or manic or whatever there is that thing attached to it like oh, she's gonna fly off the handle she's gonna hurt somebody she's gonna do something yeah. wild 
No, I'm not. <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do? I don't think so. I'm just chilling. Like, <laughs> I have some crazy stories that I could tell you that you'd be like, "What are you talking about?" But that's that's about the extent of like crazy or I don't know. I feel like. If you care about other people's perception of you, then you're going to get the validation of the people who want to judge you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to receive what you're worried about. Yeah. And what you're expecting from people, totally. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like we have it all figured out or anything, because it's like, I feel like a lot of people who are on that opposite end of the spectrum, they're like, oh, they think they have it all figured out. Like, oh, they're delusional, this and that. It's like, no, I'm just telling you my truth in this moment. That could change like two days from now. But like, yeah. I'm, it's quantum. We're going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's always moving. Like, I don't fucking yeah. know. I'm here today. I could be there tomorrow. I could be a different version of me tomorrow. Like, I don't know who's going to wake up tomorrow morning. You don't know who you're going to get. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is a thing. I think that that's like so tied into also why I titled my podcast, We're Not Woke, because it's like, I'm not claiming to have the answers for everybody. I'm not claiming to know everything because it's like the more that I know, the more I know, I don't know. I don't fucking Mm -hmm. know anything. (laughs) And everything is day by day is unique to each person. Like everyone has their own, like, you know? their own perspective based off of their experience of life and and their own strategies that work for them and their own mental things that work for them like you know the way that I think isn't necessarily how you're gonna think but we still have thoughts that align with each other and we still like can have conscious conversation we can still have disagreements you know like it's it's not about that it's just like about being in your power when you're when you're speaking like fully feeling your truth yeah regardless of like needing anyone to say oh she's right like yeah I could be wrong (laughs) right and it's so easy to feel like you have to back down as soon as somebody opposes your thought or opposes your thing because like you said so many people are looking for that outside validation because at the end of the day we're all figuring it out day by day and I think we know that deep down so it's it's it can be difficult for us to stand in our truths if we haven't taken time to validate them ourselves. And then, yeah, if somebody will come and be like, you're not right. Or we're waiting for somebody to say, you're right. But then you have to prove yourself. And then improving yourself, you're still perpetuating that reality that you don't have the authority. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you trap yourself in your own victimhood. It's a vicious ass I've cycle. Done it so many times. I, I, dude, my fucking we all have, I feel like. I've done it so many times. So yeah, and once I noticed that I was doing that, I was like, oh my gosh. How do you how do you go about um like noticing different aspects of yourself? Like your processing process. <laughs> I should have asked to word that. I, I know what you mean. Um honestly. I don't really try at this point anymore. It's kind of just, it naturally happens at this point. But when I first started, what I would do is like journaling really helped. I noticed that my handwriting would change. 
and it would be like different versions of me writing and different emotions would make the words be different like yeah. not not spelled different but like yeah, look yeah. different you know and like sometimes I would get really flustered and then I would mess up the spelling <laughs> you know so I started to notice those things and then I started to notice also how I was showing up with other people because I spent a lot of time alone yeah. for a period of time and then once I started like hanging out with people again, I was like, wow, I really noticed how I acted differently with people than when I was alone. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, those are like two really different versions of me. And like, how can I, you know, bring them closer together? Because I want to show up as my authentic, like, I don't want to have to put on a mask when I'm with other people. Right. And that's really what I'm doing. So I wanted to be more authentic to myself. And how could I do that? Well, I needed to feel safe in showing up as the version of me that is alone with other people, which yeah. means I need to bring acceptance to the version of me that is alone, like when I do things alone. Um, so for a while, I had like a lot of shame around like being a girl and like having like earthly desires and like want, like mm. I, because my dad was like super campy. He was like, you know woods wilderness and I like that vibe but I just like had a lot of shame around it right yeah so my process for working through that was to actually just accept all of the emotions like literally just be like oh wow it makes sense I see my logic totally understand my logic that makes complete sense why I thought that that makes complete sense that that was taught to me I see why my parents thought that this makes sense yeah. Like this makes sense. Logically, I can understand why I help these beliefs and thoughts and whatever. And when you bring that like level of acceptance, then it's like, okay, you feel like more neutral about it. It's like, you don't blame yourself. There's no blame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the shame kind of goes away because there's no blame. Yeah. So once you're in that like more neutral space, then you can be like, okay, well, that was then. Like, what am I creating now? Like, what do I want to embody now? Like, how do I want to show up now? What emotions do I want to feel now? Like, how do I want to, how, what, what am I going for? What is this? I, I was there. Okay. Now, how can I, what, what do I want to feel? What did those feelings make me want to feel, you know? And you already intuitively know that, but like, then actually identifying it and like writing it out and like being deliberate about like, so like in my daily life, what I do is I'll look for things that remind me of my manifestations or that remind me of like mm -hmm. how far I've come, you know? Yeah. So like, I'll let myself feel gratitude for, I'll remember a past scenario and I'll, I'll let myself feel appreciation for where I am now in relation to that past scenario yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, just bringing like that acceptance to to not try to push it away because when you try to push it, anything away it just comes back to you full force or it comes in the back door and then yeah. you're surprised and you're fucked yeah <laughs> yeah and you don't want that yeah. <laughs> so that's why you gotta just face it and as you face the things more it becomes more easy to face the bigger and bigger things and then throughout your daily life it just becomes easy to just do the things and nothing builds up and then right it's like more flowy and then yeah I feel like that's that's like my process for processing but now it's just kind of like flowy it's integrated yeah it's like you're 
uh, to a point of self-awareness where you have like moments of, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But it, but having the strategy at first did help like. Yeah. People have to learn how to listen to their own thoughts for sure. And I feel like writing it is definitely a good way. Cause otherwise, cause I, 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 did the same thing to an extent like journaling has helped me a lot in in the same regard but I remember noticing myself in the beginning being almost afraid to write down the things that I was thinking because I was like so ashamed of the things that I was thinking and I was like do I really want to put this onto paper where somebody else can find it one day maybe or whatever it is and then I'm like whoa what the fuck (laughs) like who do I think I am like why do I have such a problem with these thoughts like what is going on they're just thoughts and I can change those thoughts, but I have to start by listening to them. And like you said, accepting and acknowledging that they're there. And um, yeah, that is not an easy process in the beginning for sure. I mean, I still have, I still have moments where I notice myself pushing certain things away, but then I'll, I'm able to come back and be like, Ooh, what was that again? Why? <laughs> like, maybe I need to sit down and write it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also noticed that um, like in terms of listening to your thoughts, I had a voice in my head when I was with other people that was just like so judgmental. And what it really was is that I was so jealous because I felt like everyone else had life like given to them and I had to really strive for everything that I had which was not really true at all. It was just like this unconscious belief that I had like in my mind. And I realized that I was judging people unconsciously, like when I was with them. And when I was with myself, it was because I was judging myself, like when I was with myself and that's why I was feeling all of that shame, right? Yeah. So that pattern, identifying that pattern, like literally changed my life, like changed my life. And it's all because I was, willing to be aware of my thoughts especially the bad ones yeah yeah especially the bad ones yeah you gotta hang out you gotta hang out with the bad ones oh see there's the upgrade see okay hold on let me see if it works this time sorry to put a pause on it yeah Yeah, i think it's a process too of like leveling up the mindset as well yeah Yeah, it definitely depends. I mean, it's kind of just like, and I, I, I got a lot of flack on one of my videos because I talked about living by the laws of nature and it was just a misspeak and people are like, anyway, Mm -hmm. but I, it's like wanting to live a more natural life, but being born in this society, it's almost like some people who aren't working towards that don't realize how much work it takes to get towards that. Like in order to make a natural life work with the way that I'm used to living and knowing how to function, I can't just go buy a a tent and pitch up on the side of the road. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to be a homeless person. Like that's not how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was feeling the same way. I was trying to go non-tox. I was trying to do all the things. I was trying to be completely off grid. Like I wanted to have everything that I wanted to be so independent. And then I realized what am I like? If I'm going for that, that also affirms the reality that community is obsolete. Mm. So I I just like had to kind of let go of trying to do it all myself 
Um, and so now I'm at a point where like, I still have that vision, but it's more, it's, it's more collaborative. Like I yeah. don't see it as like me doing everything myself. Like, um, and I also see it as a process as well. Okay. And as you were saying, um, you know, knowing how to function, like sometimes those past versions of yourself, they need to make reappearances, you know, you, you need that latte, like you need that like that inner child like she needs that latte okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there's nothing wrong with that totally exactly so yeah it's just like so the way I'm on like I'm I'm very much on the same page as you with that too um because one of my main goals for just starting the this kind of like social media journey in general is like you said earlier building community and connecting with people who are on the same page and and seeing a plan far in the future, my main goal in its loose structure is to connect with a bunch of like-minded people over the years and eventually invest into a plot of land where we can build a community because exactly that, I can't do it by myself. I don't wanna do it by myself. I wanna be surrounded by people that I love and that love me and we can make our little world together. There's no reason that we can't, so. exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. And I think that like, for me, I see like multiple of those and then we just like travel between them. Yeah, totally. That's, that's my vision. <laughs> like different plots of land next to each other kind of thing. Or like in different places. So like, oh yeah. In Hawaii, you have one in like the Caribbean somewhere. You got one in South America. You got one over in somewhere in the east you know? girl we'll have the one in south america that's what we're planning right now we're like costa yeah. rica let's do costa rica yeah like that's that yes exactly see the vision <laughs> build all of them and have it's like my my idea of is like artist retreat vibes but you don't have to be an artist just like artist retreat vibes you yeah. know and like a co-collaborative living space yeah, definitely. Yeah, and have like a space where all the tools can be like a studio so that everybody can go work and do their exactly. art and be creative 100%. And I just saw, I follow this girl named Fully Raw Christina and I have for a while and she's, her whole thing is like raw vegan, but she recently moved to a plot of land on Hawaii somewhere, I think. And uh, she planted like 700 fruit trees. I was like, I want that. <laughs> same I that's like dream like I want to be able to walk out in my backyard and pick all of the fruit that I want thank you very yeah. much and I think that's why having the land would be so good too for a community space like that because then you still have the space to go be by yourself to go you know and then you yeah. have the community as well it's just like beautiful right. and we're already seeing that with like big like what is it called the hype house like people on tiktok like they're already doing these kinds of things yeah so that form of thing it's only a matter of time before it trickles out into the spiritual community as well and it already is like I already see it happening but more and more and more and more and more you know yeah what do you think is gonna is gonna what have you channeled and what do you think is gonna be the way of the future in the next like 20 30 years okay immediately the whole financial system is about to shift like the yeah. whole shit is gonna go carplunk and the dollar is gonna completely shift like every, we're gonna go digital everything's yeah. gonna go digital that's the first thing um presidency is gonna like that's not like it's gonna be more of like a global system we're gonna go global yeah the world's going global um and at the same time 
there's going to be so first we're going to see this period of like recession it's going to be a receding period and then we're going to really expand technology is going to boom ai is going to boom we're going to have and it's going to be in a good way too like it's not going to be like an invasive like it's going to be like very you know um lots of money is going to be distributed to families who have cultivated a lot of positive karma like the energy dynamics are going to shift a lot yeah so like where the world is right now all that is falling apart all those structures are falling apart they've been falling apart for the past like 20 years so we're we're watching that like completely end and as that's completely ending we're seeing these new structures be built with like nfts like bitcoin all the things um but it's going to expand further than that and there's going to be a a general network that is kind of like the structure for the quantum system and then that is going to just allow us more freedom yeah in in our lives we're going to have so much time we're going to be allowed we're going to all be like it's going to be like the renaissance yeah I, I've, I definitely have a similar, similar vision. And some people are going to go crazy. Oh like God. After. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be because the media likes to push the idea of an apocalypse, but oh, I don't think there will be zombies in some way. Like they're not going to know what to do with themselves. They're yeah. Just gonna be like, Tell oh, me what to do. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Know? That's fair. That is very fair. It's not going to be zombies in terms of eating brains, but they're going to be <laughs> looking for other people's brains because they didn't nurture theirs in a way that helps them once all that happens. I feel like who exactly. knows, but it's almost like you can <laughs> kind of see it already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I see it in living in, this is the first time that uh, my partner and I have really lived like in a city mm-hmm. and there's people who walk down, they walk three blocks without looking up from their phone. I'm like, where, where are you? <laughs> Ooh, every time I catch myself doing that for too long, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta stop. Like, yeah, I know it's hard. it is hard to keep the balance for sure. And so I can totally understand yeah. where people, if they're not focused on other things, like if their world is super focused in this portal that we have with us all the time, it yeah, like why why be out of it? especially when the world feels so crazy, you know, it's like, oh, I'd rather just be here. But then the thing is, the thing about that is when the world feels so crazy, then you go into social media and it reaffirms the crazy. It makes it feel even crazier. Totally. Cause then I'll go outside and I'll be like, it's not that bad. Not that bad. You're fine. (laughs) Is this happening? Where? Just on my screen? But then then that's the emotional validation. Like we're constantly getting these hits of emotional validation, dopamine validation of like, oh, this is what's happening. But like really what is happening is what you tell yourself is happening. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So even like in relation to like your phone, like when you're on your phone and stuff, like you could be like, I'm telling myself that like this is happening you know like I'm doing this because of this and this is going to make this happen like you delusionally tell yourself that and it could work (laughs) for real and that's the other thing people do that all the time they don't even realize it it's just like they're going with it because it's in front of their face Mm -hmm. and it might not even be in front of them physically but since it's on their phone and in front of their face it's like well there it is is. (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what I thought when she said that (laughs) But yeah, I definitely, God, the world is going to be so fucking trippy when all that happens. Like, yeah, I would love to hear your perspective. Like, what do you think is going to happen? 
I definitely, um, definitely similar vibes. Like I see, um, yeah, the structures of how society is in terms of cities, like where I'm in, just crumbling in their own way. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be a crazy apocalypse where everything's exploding and people are, it's not going to be like full on hellfire, like the media wants it to seem like it's going to be, but it is going to be hard. And there's going to be people freaking out and not knowing what to do with themselves. And then there's just going to be people moving on and moving out. And like you said, I think there is going to be, because there's no way of stopping technology at this point. It's such a big part of our lives and um, it can be so beneficial that I'm hoping to see at least people start working towards using that in a more integrative way with how we live as opposed to a controlling way. Because right now it exists in a very... Like if you don't have technology, you don't have a life kind of seemingly way, you know, but I think that it will exist in a more integrative way where it, it supports us, but it doesn't control us in the same way. And mm. um, I think there's, I think that's kind of that shift. I'm sure you've heard it talked about, but how the earth is going to split. And I think that's kind of how I see it. Like there are going to be these completely two different realities existing where there are people clinging on and holding on to this old society and reality that they're comfortable with and not knowing where to go. And other people who are like, well, that's not working anymore. I'm living this way and we're figuring it out this way. So, you know, who knows how long it'll take before the split is that obvious. But like you said, with the zombies and the splits, like you can already kind of see it happening. In certain areas, it's so much more prominent than others. Like where yeah. there's a lot of lot of people who are actually like aware of things, you can tell the difference. Like especially like even Miami, like I noticed the difference of oh I bet like of the energy. It's just it's just different. Um, yeah, and people are people do realize it. Like you can see it. It is kind of obvious. You can see when people are moving wonky or like weird or like you know like you can see people's intentions like yeah. and the, the the place that I operate from like no matter where I go I can I can see people's intentions because that's the reality that I choose to live in whether or not anybody else chooses to live in that reality like they can live in the reality where they don't know anything but I can see very clearly what <laughs> what is going on and like totally the intentions and all the things so yeah. How far are you from Miami? If I don't want to like out where no, you are, but um, I live in Dania Beach, so it's like forty-five minutes from Miami. Gotcha. From Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it more rural where you're at? It's definitely more like laid back, like older people. Um, the hood is kind of like right next to me, but at the same time, it's it's not as industrialized or built up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know if you can hear that car going off in the background. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> it shows where I'm at in terms of that. Dude, people honk every day and it'll be like Sunday morning. And uh, my partner's always like, it is Sunday morning. What are you honking about? Why are you in a rush? Like, where are you going? LA is ridiculous though. Like LA is so, I, I like you said, going to Miami, you can really feel the difference and see the difference in the world. And it's just, I've never felt such, I've never been able to feel how dense the energy is before and how, how many people are fighting with themselves internally 
And like you said, you can see the intentions with people and see those things. It's like, yeah, I can walk down the street and be like, whoa, that person is fucking fighting some demons right now or everybody or this person is just like completely absent and it's so mm-hmm. crazy and it's so hectic and I notice for myself too that it makes my own in my own internal thoughts more hectic and like loud and it, it's more difficult for me to like center myself and find where I'm really coming from I've noticed that as well being in the city I I think one thing that the city has taught me the most is how to have boundaries around stuff like that because I used to, when I was first here, I would pick up on everybody's energy. I would be all up in everything. I would feel everything and I would get sick. I would yeah. literally get sick. And I was like, what? Like, I don't get sick. <laughs> this is weird. Um, so I realized that like I had to start setting better boundaries. And what that looked like was like literally not paying attention to that person who's walking down the street looking mm-hmm. like they're crazy, like literally deliberately ignoring them, deliberately not yeah. making eye contact with them, like knowing that they're giving me attention and giving my attention to something else intentionally. Like that's that's the boundaries that I have set. So now like and if you don't pay attention if you don't give energy to it it's less likely to come back to you yeah so it like kind of just like filters out and even though I'm close to the city like I don't thankfully have really many of those interactions or anything like that and when I do it's so easy for me to just pivot and focus on something that feels better rather than like continue to live where that happened you know yeah no I hear you I feel like I'm in the same process like that's why I'm living here right now is to learn exactly that because I'm so fucking sensitive like we've lived here for just over a year and the first year dude I was fucking crying all the time I and we live in a studio like we're dog sitting right now so this is not our place but um Mm -hmm. we live in a studio so I would like lock myself in the closet all the time and just like just like in a dark space just try and get all of it out because it's fucking overwhelming and it's just so much literal energy. And I remember having a meditation here one time um, because this house is even closer to a busier place than, than where our place is. And mm-hmm. I could like feel my body buzzing from the electricity lines that are running above the house, from the people that are screaming on the street. And in my mind, I could see, it was like I could see myself in the center and it looked like, you ever see the movie Venom? Or Mm. like how in evil in movies, like evil entities will look like shadows trying to cover things or whatever, like creeping up. It was literally that like there was a light in the center that was me that I could see. And there were all these black blobs of shadows like trying to cover it and like fucking moving all over the place. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) so that's intense. I felt the same thing with the electricity here, but. I see I've been working with energy for a long time so I I used to experience what you experience and I feel like now I'm at a point where I'm being tested to transmute that energy instead of like um like be blocked by it in a way like I I have the objective ability to like just see it and kind of use that as my power and it kind of makes me go a little psychotic and I get this like giggle and it's like kind of really like crazy but but I've experienced very similar things with like the electricity and like feeling all that energy being buzzing yeah but I and in the past it has really scared me 
but very recently I had an experience like that here and it wasn't like that at all it was like euphoric almost I was That's like giggling like yeah it was like I had all that power like the city is mine like <laughs> oh. not really yeah not yeah really. yeah no I hear what you're saying like, it, you you but feel so like power yeah yeah, totally. yeah. Like, we're so connected to, th- like, think about how, like, electricity is, like, woven into your house. Like, that's, like, your your body is your temple. Your body is your house. Like, electricity is woven into your body. Like, that's so cool to think about. And then this is just a reflection of that. And, like, we're so all interconnected. And then you have all that power. And then it's just, like, the electricity goes and tweaks. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's like you feel it. And then you're like, oh, but I know what to do with it now. It's not just in my body, taking over my body. That's exactly crazy. it's it's no longer overwhelming it's no longer like something that gives me anxiety I see yeah. it as a power source now yeah like, yeah completely. yeah that makes sense god I'm fuck I'm on my way because I'm definitely not where I was last year just being completely overwhelmed by it but I definitely still feel yeah. like I have some some lessons to learn here in terms of harnessing that it used to really overwhelm me like up until very recently so yeah. this is a new shift like very new shift with within like the January of this year. Like, when did you, you said you've been working with energy for a long time. When did you, like, what's your channeling story? Cause I know you do channelings as well for people. So when did you sort of start to become familiar with those voices, those feelings, those energies, stuff like that? Um, I kind of always was, of course, like yeah. everyone's like that. Um, oh my god it always was but it became really prominent when I had my abortion I like became so I was so distraught like I literally disconnected from my body and in order to like actually start living again like I had to really come back into my body and invite acceptance and all these things back um and in that experience I there was a Time where I like kind of broke and I could feel my consciousness split into four different aspects wow one of them was my mom one of them was it wasn't like actually my mom right 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 showed up as yeah so my mom and my dad and then me and then like a masculine but like not a masculine that I know just like my masculine like you know like me and then my masculine my mom my dad me and my masculine and it was at the point where it was like I called my mom and I told her what happened that I was pregnant and I um she was like do you want to have the baby and I was like no and it was after I got off the phone those four voices came into my head and my dad was like you should have the baby like don't do that blah, blah, blah. my mom was like it's okay do whatever you want my I was like oh, I feel like shit because I actually really want a baby but I don't really want a baby under these conditions and does that make me a perfectionist and just going on right 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 and my masculine being like, dude, just chill out. You're okay. Everything's cool. Like, no matter what you do, everything's going to be fine. Whatever decision you make, everything's going to be fine. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, that that happened. And for, like, a year and a half after that, I was working with the energies of my mom and my dad specifically in my mind, kind of like alchemizing their energy in my auric field and in my inner child's life to kind of create that neutral balance and to reestablish myself as the authority figure in that relationship, in that dynamic. Yeah. Um, And so just like doing that was really what unlocked 
that process was unlocked after I started to do light language, which was just like me just channeling me just, and that was unlocked after I had a really abusive relationship with mm. my ex-boyfriend. It was abusive on both sides, like completely take accountability. Um, but what happened at the end of that relationship was he basically like triggered me to the point where I like split. Like mm. I like literally like, went back to my inner child version of myself and released all of the emotions that she never released and I just screamed them all out loud to him and I felt so much shame about that and so I had to filter through those emotions and light language was like the only thing that I could actually do to to filter through the emotions because any other way I would attach to yeah. the emotion. And so light language is like how I would just authentically express. And like, I know that I can put intention in it and like, I can feel what I'm putting into it as I'm doing it. So like, I know what it's about. Like, um, so that's kind of how that happened. But I was always really in touch with energy and I would always be able to talk to like animals and like plants and trees and all the things. Um, and one time when I did mushrooms with my ex-boyfriend before we broke up, I just had this experience where I saw all these eyes in the trees and all these eyes were just like looking at me. They were just like watching my every move. And I was like, ooh, I kind of like that. They were like <laughs> friendly. They were friendly. They were friendly. It was like a good vibe. You know, it was like they, they have something to tell me, right? Yeah. And I just got really good energy from that. And they just reminded me that we were all so connected. Like everything is so connected. That reminder again. And I went inside and I was laughing and my ex-boyfriend, he like looked at me and he was, I was like cracking the fuck up. Like I was geeking out <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, you're crazy. You're scaring me. Like all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, wow. That's like really like reflective. Yeah. And after that, that is when I um, went and I, I, we broke up like pretty shortly after that happened um because I was like <laughs> eye-opening experience <laughs> you're judging me like what um <laughs> so pretty shortly after that happened I went to a spiritual retreat and at that spiritual retreat I just fully immersed myself in the experience and the land and I was just getting downloads about things and even before I had gone to the retreat I was getting downloads I was connecting with the land I was traveling and it was just like I was my ancestors were speaking to me like I couldn't not I just always have had that ancestral presence around me you know what I mean so then I started doing like tarot and all that kind of stuff and that's what led me into the light language and then the building and building until I do what I do now yeah yeah that's trippy I feel like because you said earlier you know that's everybody's story about being always connected but I feel like that's yeah. That, that is the case in terms of all of us having that ability, but not, definitely I have, at least I wasn't, I don't feel like all of us were aware of it at the time. Cause I don't know about you, but I, my mom saw psychics when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I was aware of what they were. And so I always put it outside of myself. Cause I always assumed I was like, okay, that's clearly a special power that this person has that I don't have. Cause I didn't really understand what it looks like. Um, mm -hmm. so for me, it like came in much later in life, but for you to be aware of it, were you like, you were aware of that when you were younger? I was, I was kind of always aware of it because my mom would watch 
um witchy shows when i was younger and i would like see them and we lived in this house this is really why because my dad was like obsessed with aliens and like oh really weird yeah he was he was like weird like he was like oddly connected he's an aquarius he was oddly connected to like the stars and like he just had that essence about him so i was always like kind of like spiritual in a way but at the same time my mom's side of the family was very like religious Mm. and so we lived in this house that was in the middle of the woods and I would just always see shit at night I would be downstairs I would always see shit I was always telling them about dreams crazy dreams that I would have I would have dreams about midgets and they would be they would be like really thoughtful stories like plot lines like and I would remember every single detail I would remember the lesson I would remember everything about it and I would I would tell them to my friends and be like what the fuck you're like you know everything like you're psychic so they would always tell me that when I was growing up but I just always thought that was like a tv show thing I was like ah not real it's like tv shows you know but I always believed in nature and like evolution and science I was really into like the logic like logically you know and then my dad was super into the stars and he would talk about the stars all the time. And I would always have these like curi- curious impulses, but it wasn't like I was aware that I was connected. It was just like, I knew that there was something more and that was part of my life. Mm. No question, no doubt. And I always knew that I was going to like, people were going to know me. Like people were going to hear me speak. People were like, I would have something to say. And it would be about that. Like, it would be about the connection to the start, like, something about, like, there's something, and I was always really connected to Egypt, and, like, um, Easter Island, like, stuff like that, when we would read about it in school, I'd be like, I know about that, like, low-key, I would, like, remember it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a past life remembrance, mm-hmm. like, and then as I evolved spiritually, I would get more clear on those remembrances and on those like experiences and what those things meant to me specifically you know yeah which is kind of what Mateus de Stefano talks about in his work he like has experiences like that all the time when I found out he was doing that I was like oh that's so cool because it made me feel validated in me doing it you know right it's not just a tv show it's not right (laughs) (laughs) I know right they yeah that stuff in tv shows here's the thing so my parents uh, I grew up with two parents in the film industry and two siblings in the film industry. So that's like a very big part of my life. But a lot of people don't understand about TV is if they put it on TV, it's because they want you to think it's only on TV, but they get those stories from real life. Yeah. And like so many people miss that in some way. And it's so funny to me, but yeah. Cause there's so many things like witchy stuff and magical things and alien things that are in movies and TVs. And it's just like, what? like, I feel like there are so many people that have a connection to those things and don't even understand why. And that's yeah. why there's like crazy fans of shows and certain stuff like that. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause we all have that sort of past life remembrance thing and we're connected to that reality at some point you know exactly yeah and I, I'm a firm believer that when you tap into those things and you go deeper into those things they give you portals of knowledge to help you in this life totally but it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking like I I was always I was obsessed with charmed first of all I don't know mm-hmm. if you yeah that was yeah. my show of choice my mom's show of choice charmed um Buffy the Vampire Slayer and oh, my dad was on that show <laughs> yeah love that show and um I was also obsessed with Area 51 just like as a general topic mm-hmm. 
in like eighth grade, I wrote like a 13 page research paper on Area 51. Really? That's what yes. you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, this is what I like. I was put in an enrichment class because they're like, oh, she's too smart for regular. <laughs> really? And then we would just talk about crazy shit in that class. Like, wow. Yeah. And we could do our papers on whatever we wanted. So like, I would always just, you know, explore my creativity and we did like poetry and stuff too. So that was an outlet for me as well. Oh, that's awesome. But I feel like, you know, you kind of, your life kind of builds you up to be the person that you become. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Of course. A hundred percent. I, I can, I resonated with you too. When you said like, you always knew that you were going to be speaking and about those things. I always knew that I was going to have an audience and people who supported me for being myself. I didn't, for a long time, I thought it was going to be through acting and because that's like the path that I was on for a long time. And, um, but there was always something about it that just didn't sit with me. Like when people ask me why I do acting, I like had a hard time answering because I was like, it's not the thing I love most in the world. I'm not like these other people where I want it more than anything. Like I'll die just so I could be an actress or whatever. I just like never felt that. I was like, I like being on set. People are fun. I like being creative, but I would, what I would really dream about is like being on talk shows and like getting to be myself and having supporters because of that. And so I'm like, now that I'm where I'm at in my life now, I'm like, oh, I didn't know this side of the internet was going to exist back then. So this makes a whole lot more sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's definitely, and I also never had, I had no idea that it was going to be tied so much into kind of spirituality and my own personal growth and stuff like that, because I, like you said, I, I was also really into like science and the logic side of things growing up. And, um, but now that I'm at a place where I realize it's all so intertwined, like I am still a very logical person. These things are all my experience. Ergo, logical thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's so nuts. That's so crazy that like when you do channelings for other people you it said on your website that you do them um you could do them over a zoom call or like a recording do you channel into other people's guides as well or do you just take messages from from your guides and your connection I mean I guess it generally depends on the person and the client because if you're further along spiritually like your guides are going to advocate for you and like they'll just talk to me like, right we'll do that. but if you're not like and you're just like getting into it I'll just go general I won't even like try and use my guides or your guides it will just be a completely general experience like from the Pleiadian or like Archer you know something of that nature like um or just like general guidance for the highest good of all like yeah. that's the, that's the key phrase for the highest good of all um yeah I, I I when I channel I don't think about it I'm not like I'm trying to do I literally right. you're like oh I want this like you tell me your intention and you tell me like your name and like all the things you know <laughs> like we get to know each other a little bit we have a conversation and then I kind of just let back and I just like let everything go and usually it's a it's um 
it's for you. It's triggered by you, but it's general enough to help anyone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I understand. So it'll that. help you specifically more so than anyone else because it's triggered by you, but it could help anyone theoretically. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause well, and that's the thing too, I feel like about channeled messages in, in general, they're like everything in that realm, our guides, our ancestors or whatever, they are working towards the highest good of all. So it's always going to be information that is relevant to pretty much everybody at some point, because that's yeah. just like the general message from the universe or whatever. So yeah, exactly. yeah I feel that. I feel that for sure. Okay, let's see. I had so many questions written down and we've just like been gabbing away. Um, <laughs> um, oh, this is a this is a good question. Um, I guess you maybe kind of talked with this in terms of sitting with the um, the like darker parts of yourself um, or the parts that weren't so comfortable. In terms of the presence that you have online now and kind of knowing that you would speak to people because I know I struggle with this, but how did you kind of deal with any possible like imposter syndrome? Was that a, was that a thing that you've come up against in, totally. especially in your line of work? I mean, like being a life coach, especially, you know, like helping people with their lives. Yeah, totally. And the biggest thing, the biggest culprit of that was me looking for external validation. Yeah. And when you learn that like you're the one who decides the parameters like and what I mean when I say that is like you decide how other people see you like you get to be the <laughs> third person voice of yeah. your life. You get to be like oh yeah Maddie she's thriving yeah Maddie she's doing <laughs> great Maddie I love her content like she's me. but if you're constantly questioning how other people are showing and you're looking for that emotional validation then you're not taking the charge and it will be decided for you based on your beliefs or based on your doubts and fears. Yeah. So once I learned to stop letting that happen, stop outsourcing that it, the imposter syndrome kind of just falls away because it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not questioning myself. Right. Like I'm and not trying anybody, to pose as anyone. Exactly. And if anybody does like question me or does like, honestly, I'm not going to defend myself because I don't care that much and they don't know you're not buying from me you're <laughs> not paying me any money like I'm not giving you anything <laughs> no that's fair enough that's like value exchange you know for sure a hundred percent like if you're just giving me garbage and it's no there's no value and because that's other thing too those people who who just talk shit they're not even providing any value to their own lives it's like what are, what are you doing like, why are yeah. you wasting your energy, man? When people comment on my TikToks, because usually it's TikTok where I get the hate. Same. Um, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I get hate comments on TikTok, it's like, I see the comment and I used to like engage and like try and offer a different perspective for like, if some, like a potential client like landed on the page and they saw and they wanted to see my perspective shift. That's, that was my perspective of it. Mm. And now I'm like, I'm not even going to answer you. Like, yeah. Matter of fact, I might delete your comment. Like, that's it. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm going on with my day. Like, that's the extent. I'm not formulating a sentence. I'm not justifying it. If you see, if you're in on my frequency, you're going to see the way that I'm seeing. Not necessarily yeah. agree with me, but you're going to see what I'm seeing. You know, yeah. like, you can have your own perceptions, but like, you're going to be able to see my perspective too. And you're not going to be like, because judgment is jealousy. 
Totally. The the same shit. At the end of the day. So if you're judging me, then you're... Like, you got something tied up in there, bud. You feel inferior. So already I won the conversation. (laughs) I don't have to do anything. Like, you know? No, totally. It's like, I hey, I didn't even try to make you feel that way. You're choosing to feel inferior. That sucks. I'm going to move along. It's like they're having a conversation with themselves, but they're projecting themselves onto you. And and you like either have to decide, okay, I'm going to resonate with the projection that they're throwing at me, or I'm just going to be like, you're talking to yourself. Like To me, like, why are you giving me that? I didn't need to hear this. Exactly. I used to, I used to do that like at like out of my mouth like I wouldn't that's such a weird thing I say I used to really say shit like I remember when I was a lot more insecure like when I was in my late teens I was so insecure and just like hated how I looked hated who I was like all of it but obviously I didn't see it that way because I was like no of course I love myself like otherwise I wouldn't be here um but I would sit and there would be other girls around me that I was judging because I was judging myself and I would open my mouth and I would say those things under my breath. So like, oh, dude, I was such a little sassy bitch. I would like say those things and loud enough so they could maybe hear me, but quiet enough to where they probably won't. And I was just like, <laughs> like, oh my God, that's nasty. Like, why am I saying those things? And then it's like, oh shit, I'm saying those things and worse things to myself. That makes sense. And then once you catch yourself in that, you're like, oh, I feel silly. Right? Right? You're like, oh, oops. Like, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Like, I don't even know you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, my bad. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy I was not on the internet the way that I am now during that time. Like, I cannot imagine the fucking pain that I would be going through if I was. I honestly think it was protection. I feel the same way. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, nothing... I'm not going to be given anything I can't handle until I'm at a point where I can handle it because oof, no I would have deleted my account cried in the closet some more (laughs) that's my thing (laughs) yeah no I feel I I used to cry in the car a lot when I had a car it was the car for me so I I feel like for women it's I, I feel like so many women tend to look for a small safe space because we haven't I I mean I at least from my experience and what I know, so many women haven't been given that safe space from their like masculine figures growing up. So it's like, yeah, our intuition, our instinct is to hide and deal with it ourselves. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like part of our mission as, cause sometimes I think about why I, I came in as a woman this, this lifetime around and why I'm involved in all the things that I'm involved in. Do you feel like part of our mission is to help the men as well in terms of finding their connection and finding their um, the like light side of their masculinity to be connected with? I feel like that's the whole point of incarnating as masculine and feminine is like to guide each other is to like yeah. have their integrative conversations those integrative relationships where like you guide the masculine in some ways but then the masculine also guides you and and that goes along with like showing someone how to love you you know showing someone how because me being around men like I I start to pick up on like 
how they like to receive things, how they, you know, what, what they like, yeah. what they don't like, what, you know, you pick up on those things. And if you're paying attention, you care, like you're going to knock those things. Yeah. Um, so teaching yourself in that way so that you can show up better in other relationships too, you know? Yeah. So you can show up as a better feminine all around. Um, I feel like it's like both parties need to kind of guide each other. Like they always say yeah. masculine leads, but I don't think that that's. It depends um, on what. It depends, depends on, on what. what. And I also think that like <laughs> the way that I see it is like the masculine dominates in the bedroom and the feminine dominates in life. Okay. And you can you can switch it up sometimes and you can play a little bit. But like at the end of the day, the woman dominates life and the masculine dominates in the bedroom. I don't disagree. That's just and even as like a woman, if I were into women, I would see it the same way. Like it would be like this, you know, like there's gotta be a balance of the energies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely feel like in my relationships too, it's it's even when I'm coming from a, if I'm coming from my, my feminine, it's like, I'm leading the charge, but maybe not so much in a physical sense. Like it's the, it's the woman's like, I kind of relate this to the, um, like the Greek goddess, uh, Ar- no, not Artemis, Athena. She was like the goddess of war strategy. Right. And then there's Aries mm-hmm. who's the God of war. So it's like the woman is the one who strategizes and finds the patterns and finds the connection. And the man is the one who steps out the front door into the physical world to put it into action. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> men. And that's what I mean by the woman dominates in life and the man yeah. dominates in the bedroom because yeah. the, the man is the one who does the action, who like shows you and who also is integral with his action. So like he says, he's going to do something and then he does it, you yeah. know? like stuff like that like that shows a woman that she's safe and shows her that she can show up in the same way yeah yeah and that's physical protection that's what they're here for exactly (laughs) and but but it's the same with like having a coach too like when you have a coach they're there for that emotional protection Mm -hmm. they're there for that strategical protection so you have that mental well-being protection you know and they show up whether they're masculine or feminine they show up as the masculine in your life Mm -hmm. because they provide that safe space that safe container for you Mm -hmm. so it's like the same and you can have that relationship with life as a whole in general like the world can show up for you in that way too so on a more like societal, this might be controversial, but do you consider yourself a feminist in the terms that society seems to to deem for it? What does society seem to deem for? <laughs> I guess that's fair. It depends on your perspective of of what part of society. At least for my, well, no, that's that's a really good way of putting it. Because for my, like, I would consider myself a feminist in the sense that I believe that human rights, everybody should have the right to the same thing if we're going to live in this society where everybody gets to you know live certain ways everybody should have the right to do everything but I don't agree with certain things in feminism in terms of women should do all the same things that men should do like I see (laughs) the I see the logic in the and the under I understand the basic energies behind 
the old way of like men going out and bringing home the money and the women staying home and being homekeepers. Not saying that that's how everything should be, but I understand the how our natural energies flow into those positions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest part about that is then accepting that a man is not going to do the things that a woman would do. Like yeah. if you, if you want to live, like you can live in either reality, Yeah. but if you want to live in the reality where men bring home the bread and do the things like they're probably not gonna take care of the house. They're probably not gonna, you know, like, yeah. cause they're doing the other thing that's like a hundred percent. And then you're doing a hundred percent. Yeah. And if you wanted it to split up, like it could be split up, but I also see in the same way that you're saying, like how our energies naturally flow for that to be effective. But I also yeah. see that women can receive and get the bread. Oh yeah. Theoretically by being in their feminine energy, by doing the thing, you know, without actually having to go out and get it. Yeah. Yeah. It just comes to you. <laughs> and I, I, I can see men doing that too. So mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just about how you harness the energies. And I think that when you, so to answer your question, am I, am I a feminist? Um, I don't like to put labels on myself in any way, like Smart. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel what I feel and I believe what I believe in this moment. But if you came back to me 10 minutes from now, I might feel a different way and I might believe a different way like in that moment. Yeah. So I do really think that I don't, I, I think the, the misconstruction is that feminine energy doesn't have the power. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. we don't already have the power. Yeah. That is, I, yeah, I would agree in the sense that that's like the biggest misconception for sure. Because as you were saying, like the woman, it, it's most effective when the woman strategizes and then the man goes out, right? The mm-hmm. woman has the power in that situation. Yeah. And honestly like the way that I see the world the woman has the power your feminine energy has the power in any situation you just have to be willing enough to allow your imagination to live up to the reality that you want to experience yeah you have to allow that to be like a possibility for you like you have to allow that perspective in in order to receive that yeah and once because so for example a man who treats me a certain way will not treat some other woman the same way. Right. Because she has different standards. She has different values. She has different things that she likes in a relationship. We can have similar things, but there's no way that we are going to be the same. Right. Because I expect different things in a relationship. Like I expect like high, high, I have really high standards, you know? So like even a guy who treats, I've seen this happen. Even a guy who treats another woman another way he will not treat me that same way. He will not even think to try to treat me that same way. He will treat me according to my standards and my values. And why is that? Because the feminine has the power. Because the feminine is the one that sets the space. We're looking for the safe space to be held for us. And the key is that we actually hold the safe space for ourselves. Right. (laughs) This is my space. This is how I like it. Hold on to this, please. <laughs> yeah, we're hold taught that we me. need that masculine to hold it for us, but we don't. We can yeah. hold it for ourselves. And then the masculine is magnetized to us that can also hold that space for us yeah. because we're holding it. Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a big misconception in... I, I can only speak for female-male relationships because that's only really what I've been in. But yeah. there is that that 
romanticized version of needing each other. And I think that is so toxic and problematic because it's like, no, I don't need you. I want you. And that is where you're like, you can be validated and you can feel good in this place, but you should only need yourself at the end of the day. But you need things in the physical, like you need like those things, but like, you don't need me specifically to give you those things. Like it's just that you need those things. And if I can give you those things and that aligns, then okay, great. But you know, it's not like, I need you specifically to give me these things or I'm going to die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've felt that way before though. Oh, me totally. I'm like such a, when I love somebody, I love somebody so deeply and to the point where I get so dramatic about things. And I'm like, ah, I love you. But then it's like almost in, even just in this, the relationship that I'm in now, I've learned so much about being like, mm, nope, I don't need you. And me sharing that with you is not going to make you go away. Uh, Cause it takes pressure off you, if anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely been, been in that dramatic space in relationships. I mean, we're both young cause you're 24 also, right? Mm-hmm. So we're both, I feel like we're both in the the stage of learning about adult adult relationships anyway because I don't know about you but the idea of relationships in my high school so toxic no and even like my mom's idea of relationships oh really not not good yeah I kind of had to like build all of that by myself like yeah pretty much all by myself um and I'm grateful for that but I because it showed me exactly what I didn't want so that I could create what I I would want in relationships yeah um which really at the end of the day for me is just like respect and I think that's why I don't see myself as like a feminist or like something like that because I just for me it's like I'm living in a reality where I respect myself so if you don't respect me you can have the door yeah yeah no 100 percent. and we can disagree and you can think certain things but like I you know at the end of the day like as long as as long as I am validating me I don't need your validation I love to have the conversation but it's not like a need which is the same in in romantic relationships and I feel like once you cultivate that in any area of your life it kind of just bleeds out into the other areas too which is really really cool yeah yeah you only accept sorry go ahead that's like the quantum perspective that's yeah no, a hundred percent. Yeah. You like, you know what you accept and that's all you're going to get. Anyways, yeah. I can see the door. It's all good. Sorry. But... <laughs> Sorry. Bye. <laughs> love you though. Yeah, exactly. Like so much love. I hope you figure it out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about then the the label of spirituality in that it's become I feel like because I feel like it's such a buzzword now and it is a label mm-hmm. of it itself that's associated with a specific type of person yeah um the way that I see spirituality is like spirituality is a way of life like everything is spiritual everything yeah like, even murder I would argue even murder is spiritual 100%. more people have died in the name of God than anything else 
I so to me it's like I think people like to slap spirituality onto the label of self-development and mm-hmm. like self-help and they're not the same yeah. um, because spirituality allows acceptance for those dark moments whereas self-help is like oh we got to get out of there we got to get out of there yeah you know constantly evolve constantly what is it ascend um you know but no we're not ascending if anything like I'm going back to my roots you know yeah yeah um so for me spirituality is is like the way that people use it is almost like the way people sugarcoat things it's like such a blanket statement you know yeah 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 it is and it doesn't help that it's been uh capitalism got a hold of it (laughs) it's been marketed a certain way you know but um yeah but yeah I I it's funny that it gets grouped into religion like as it grouped into that thing like are you christian are you buddhist are you spiritual it's like well it's not really it's like like you said i would argue that everybody is spiritual because we all have a spirit a soul something that connects us to everything and our spirituality is however we perceive our life and how we function out of that core that we all have it's not you know fuck you don't have to own beads or have a buddha statue and you know do yoga to be spiritual that's like not what that is that's like one thing that i learned the most like the most times that the times of my life where i felt the most spiritual i've had the least amount of things Mm. like the least amount of like tools you know or i i've had them but i wasn't using them you know like i i i find that the most intimate spiritual moments for me are the moments of like me just being purely connected with nature or purely connected with source in some way yeah yeah just with you yeah Yeah. totally fuck man yeah yeah 100 percent. that's do you so in terms of tools that you use because like I would consider you know like a tarot deck is a tool Mm -hmm. um Cause you, I've also heard you talk about like green magic and Mm -hmm. uh, like being a green witch and stuff. Do you tie, do you separate that practice? Well, no, I guess you wouldn't because it's your practice. Um, How did you, I mean, how did you get into magic? I guess, like, how did you see that as another sector of life that you wanted to, to partake in? Once I had the abortion, it was like literally the only thing that made sense in my life. Yeah. Like it, I, one, okay. So when I had the abortion, I realized that abortion is a very spiritual thing. Yeah. I also was connected to like a uh, Amazonian witch, not in, in the physical, just like 5D or whatever. Um, but I was connected to an Amazonian witch and she like, kind of helped me in terms of the way that I like perceived everything that was happening to me um and she showed me that it took a great deal of power actually for me to be able to do that yeah um because one of my biggest desires in life is to be a mother Mm. so to actively take away that opportunity from myself 
yeah. was like killing a part of myself like literally yeah. um and so during that experience I also had a lot of past life remembrances so I would experience like magic happenings like all the time um but I lived at my house in Pennsylvania with my mom in Warnersville and that house just had a lot of like magic energy in it and it was actually right across the street from my childhood home where my grandma lived and that house is where my grandma lived and then her sister and like I think I don't know my aunts and my other grandmas lived there too so all their stuff was there and so we went through their stuff one summer because my grandma was moving into the nursing home and we found all of these old books and like all of this stuff and I was already like kind of spiritual kind of witchy like into that stuff but um that, that was like I I found like handwritten notes and I could just feel her energy like this woman I'd never met before I could feel her energy in the books and um I just could feel that she was a witch like I could feel that she was a witch and so I took all those books over to my mom's house and I had them in that house and right after that happened I went on a road trip all across the U.S. and during that road trip I just had all these past life experiences, remembrances where I was like a shaman, where I was like a witch, where I was involved in like these ceremonial settings. I would have dreams. I would have vivid visions. Um, I had one experience where I was with my friend and we were in Louise, no, Arkansas. We were in Arkansas and we were in the town that George Bush was born in and it was so creepy there and the energy was so disgusting and weird and just like we got lost. We got trapped in a circle and we couldn't get out in the middle of the night. It was crazy. All the sex trafficking stuff coming up like crazy stuff. But we did a mushroom ceremony there. And honestly, like, I didn't really feel the mushrooms. It was more for my friend. And I was just having like I was kind of just holding space for her. And I had an experience where there was this road and I could walk down. I had the selenite wand in my hand and I just had the wand and it was like my magic wand. And I was like re like closing a portal from the past of dark magic of all of this stuff, because I realized like the energy that I was involving myself in, in terms of like sex and all the things and why I had the abortion in the first place was all dark magic. It was all related to dark magic, darker energies. And I didn't want to embody that anymore. So I literally like closed the door to that so that I could invite in that green energy, that, that, that like life force magic, um, which comes with like free flowing water and all the things. And that's like at the time where I had just, I had my machine, my Kanga machine for like a year at that point. So it was like a transformative period for me. And I had just left my ex. I was getting rid of those toxic tendencies being in that relationship. And that period of time was the period of time where I feel like I experienced the most like magic, I would say, um, because I would just find all these synchronicities and it would just be like, and after I read the Celestine Prophecy, which is a great book by James yeah, Redfield. I want to read that book so bad. Yeah. After I read that, it was like so easy for me to see the magic in everything and the magic in daily life. And it helped me because I had, I was in such a rut. So it was really easy for me to go high because I was in such a rut, you know? So yeah, it was yeah. really easy for me to be so delusional, me to be like, oh, that is possible because I had already like been traversing those limitations within my own mind already yeah and um I think 
yeah so there was one after I got back from that road trip around the U.S., I went to, I was at my house and there was this um, park nearby that I had like never gone to. I had gone there to the water, but not to the park. And so we went and we sat in the park and we had another mushroom ceremony there. And in that mushroom ceremony, it was very intentional. And I connected to the energy of the earth and like I swear like I became like mother earth like I literally felt like the embodiment of mother earth and it was like the land was teaching me things about the people that had been on the land before and this had happened to me before in other places but this experience was like I could feel the whole earth yeah like at one point I could feel the whole earth and like I could feel like just the different polarities different dualities of reality that exists and um because I I'm so connected to like you know the trees and all the things like things were just speaking to me and it was like I was it was almost like I was initiated as like a goddess like Mm -hmm. and then like the the earth is just like here to serve me and that's kind of how I perceive magic to be Mm -hmm. is like the earth serving you it's like earth energy just kind of serving you like that's really what magic is and um after that yeah yeah and after that experience I just continued to work with the elements like and and that's really it like just working with the elements and having appreciation having that conscious conversation that conscious connection to source um even in like the the smallest of moments yeah that that's like how I do magic and then I can intentionally do things but having that stream is what makes the intentional things so much more powerful because right. I have that continuous stream, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's so, first of all, it's so crazy because I meant to say this when you uh, first brought it up, but how old were you when you had your abortion? 19. Me too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was, I didn't have the same experience of it because I, I also like one of my great desires in life is to be a mother. But at that point in time, I felt so disconnected from my body because I was in such hatred of it at that point. Um, but that's so crazy. I had a feeling at you, it was at 19 as well. It's like, I bet you, I bet you we had it at the same age. Um, <laughs> so um, <divine>. um, <laughs> it's so, it is so crazy how those things work out. Like what a coincidence, right. Or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But, um, um, but yeah, in the sense of, of magic and I feel like that is also a word that has just been had so many specific things attached to it and so when you say that to people it creates this immediate resistance because it's like you're not a fucking wizard you can't do magic you know Wingardium Leviosa over here whatever the fuck and it's like no but that is one of the things that can be problematic with all of the explanation over explanation we have of everything is it takes the magic out of life that already exists yes like life itself is just magical like it's fucking crazy you walk down the street and you see a flower and you're like well how the fuck is it doing that like how is it doing that you can explain it all you want but how the fuck is it doing that right now and it it is it's just it's so much more ingrained magic is so much more ingrained into our daily lives and I think people understand like it's literally just a part of our being and when you like you said have that stream and you could connect to that stream of consciousness consciousness and connect to the elements in some way that's when you have intention and you can 
almost ma- manipulate it in a in a certain way with with more intention and yeah exactly. oh my god I hope to I just hope to like be around a lot of people who understand that more one day <laughs> it's amazing that you brought that up though that that like the duality of the word magic because when I was closing that portal that's literally the two worlds that I was between was the world that demonized magic that would like hang me for witchcraft mm-hmm. and the world where acceptance was and that meant that I had to accept the versions of myself that were ridiculed for doing nothing wrong that were shamed for doing nothing wrong that yeah. I had to accept all of those hate that that anger that you know all that rage I had to yeah evolve through that yeah and there is so much rage like I don't know if um I read I recently finished this book called witch by I think her name is Lisa Lester have you ever read that book Mm -mm, no but it sounds good highly recommend um but she goes over how all women are witches just in our being because it is like magic is just a part of our being but I'm sure you've had the experience of those kind of like past life memories where all that anger comes up because the witch trials that at least we learned about in school did Mm -hmm. not just happen a couple hundred years ago in Salem like they've been happening forever and not only did they burn women they pit them against each other and there's just like thousands of years of this history with almost all women of just being prosecuted for being themselves and Mm -hmm. I have never felt so much unexplainable anger in my life to the point where I was like what <laughs> like yeah shit's fucking wild yeah. that's why somatics is so key because like oh my god without somatics you can't process any of that anger or rage like it just it becomes reactionary and then you yeah. create like you basically self-sabotage your own reality my god it's, it's not- always yeah explain explain somatic what somatic healing is Yeah, so somatic healing is like basically working. So as those emotions come up, they're stored in your body. Generationally and lineage from your lineage, they're stored in your body. So if you can pinpoint the area in your body where that emotion is surfacing, you can eat or if you can just pinpoint that emotion enough, you can go into that as a portal. Mm -hmm. And through that portal, you can create that energy of neutrality by introducing new stories, introducing a new perspective, a new way of looking at it so that you're no longer trapped in the, like the victim mentality where you feel the rage. Yeah, because yeah. the only reason that you feel the rage is because you you feel like you have no power. You feel like you have, you're powerless. Yeah. So if you can give that version of yourself the power back, which is basically like going through the body and making yourself feel safe making yourself feel like you have power, whether it's through affirmation. Sometimes people need touch. Sometimes people need um, like complete darkness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people need to like lay in the sun. Some people need to lay in the sand, go to the beach. Like it depends. depends. Some people need to eat certain foods. Like it depends for you. Um, Sometimes you got to sneeze. Sometimes you got to release stuff. Sometimes you got to fart. Sometimes you got to burp. I've been burping a lot lately. Like, I don't Mm. know. Uh, Apparently that's like, grief and worry is is burping so like wow. I've been really a lot of grief and, and worry um so yeah that's like kind of what somatics is is basically just like going into the body as a portal because like the technology is really in the body yeah and if you can hone in on the technology and improve the technology and clean the technology out like obviously it's going to work better so yeah 
like yeah. going into your old hard drives and like taking out all those old files yep. that you don't want to look at anymore. Yeah, or and, the files and, that were there from somebody who had the computer before you. <laughs> exactly. And then putting in new new files that make you feel better that kind of give you a generalized yeah. experience rather than so specific. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. And then also, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Also just like learning to balance. So like somatics is also learning to put yourself in risk, learning to put yourself on edge and come back to that balance. Um, And then also like maybe putting yourself like not doing as much and then coming back to balance. You know what I mean? Like being able to emotionally regulate your nervous system through any experience. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to just say how, um, just how important and how, um, how crazy it is, how many things we do have stored in the body from lifetimes before us and how hard that can be to conceptualize because I'm sure a lot of people feel that, you know, oh, you have to believe in reincarnation for that kind of thing. But even just if you follow your literal family lineage, it's like, okay, if my grandparents lived in a time of war and they had to deal with the constant fear of being bombed or being attacked or whatever, and they develop skills to be able to survive that way, those habits get passed down through your family line. Like that's just how that works on that level too. Not even to think about the past lives that you've had that are connected to different lineages like yeah exactly that's how I got into past lives in the first place was because I was like going back to the past life of my childhood continuously yeah and I was like wait if I could do this that means that there's probably more (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then I realized that the reason that I needed to go back and do the more is because that's why I was incarnated in this life in the yeah. first place to clear that energy to le- finally learn that lesson yeah breakthrough yeah it's crazy how everything is really connected and like honestly like that version that that younger version of you like that is a past life like yeah exactly exactly like, like there is such an idea of like what a past life means because we try and relate everything to physical form as much as we can because that's the only way we understand things really And so it's, it can be really hard to conceptualize those things, just an idea, but yeah, exactly. Like me 10 minutes ago was a past life. That was a life I was living 10 minutes ago. That's in the past. Like it's, it's a lot simpler than, than these complex ideas that, that we make it seem for sure. And not everything is set in stone, right? Like, yeah. I feel like we try to categorize because we want it to be like in this box, but like, even if we put it in the box, we're going to take it out of the box or it's going to get out of the box on its own. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything yeah. is not so black and white. <laughs> you can't do it like that. It's not fun to do it like that. Cause then you always have the answers and like, sometimes it's fun to find the answers, you know? Yeah, that's true. And answers are like, reality is always shifting. Answers are always shifting. You can't, you can't have all the answers all the time. Like it just doesn't work. It's even makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Even scientists do that. Like they change rules in science. I was listening to this. um, I forget the guy's name. I forget the talk, but it was a Ted talk that later wound up being removed from Ted's YouTube channel. Um, But he was saying that he looked back in history and saw that there was a fluctuation in the calculations of big G, like of gravity in terms of its, its measurement. 
And, um, and he went and talked to a professor who was specialized in that, in that place. And he goes, oh, you found our like most shameful period in history where everybody across the boards was getting these different measurements. And then he was like, but we fixed that. We just changed the definition of X, Y, and Z. So it's not a problem anymore. Literally, that's it. That's it. You just change your perception. Yeah. Like... I was like, well, people knew that that's how even big science works. Like, you'd know that that's just how life is. You got to change. And, and that's the thing too, with like quantum physics and physics in general, we change our definitions to fit our discoveries. We don't try and find the discoveries to fit the definitions we already have. That's not how that works. But... That's manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't really see if I had any other things, but this has been, this has been awesome. And I'm like, so grateful. Cause this is our first like real sit down chat in general anyway. Um, but yeah, fuck man. I'm like a little bit out of it today, but I'm so happy that we've had this conversation. Me too. I feel like this is very nuanced. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want it to be. Like I want everybody to share their personal experience and and yeah, get into all the nuances of everything that that life is, you know, because yeah. everybody's is so, so different, even when there are similarities. Um, I yeah. do wanted to ask just for fun because mm -hmm. I, I I also saw that you do aura readings. Um, what's my aura? <laughs> Yeah, I have like a lot of yellow, yellow and blue. I like that. What do those mean to you? Um, so blue, so there's like yellow mostly around your crown, which shows me that you're very like your actions are very connected to the divine. Like you're very connected to the divine in that way. Um, and then the blue I see around like your ears kind of. Like it's it's more like it's like on the outside of the yellow, but like the yellow like the yellow's right there at the top and then like the blue is on around the outside but then there's more yellow at the top but there's blue down here okay if that makes sense and then uh but to me that tells me that it, you're very in tune with like your intuition you you have a very strong intuition and you tend to lead your life with that yeah that's very true how do yeah. you when you see auras how do you see it in a very physical form or is it, do you have to focus on something? Like, how do you, how do you specifically read them? I don't, I'm not like looking for it because if right. I was looking for if I was looking for it all the time, I would get so overwhelmed by everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you asked me and I just saw it like a little blink mm -hmm. and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, typically like if, like if I'm going to like read your aura, it's like, I'll ask you some questions generally and then I'll try and figure out based on what I see, what's in your aura, like the stories more mm. so um, rather than like, this is your energy. It's more like, I'll try and like pinpoint the stories and then, right. help you. Yeah. but I don't, um, the way that I, I don't like, I've always had really bad eyesight and I think that's cause oh, really, <laughs> yeah, I think that's cause I'm literally just like gifted in that way. Like I, I'm supposed to have bad eyesight but it's funny because my bad eyesight is what allows me to see like energy mm. like I can see energy around people I can see energy in the clouds I can see certain things that people don't see you know yeah. um so 
I, I don't like look for things, but like if it's like brought to my attention, I'll see it. Or if I'm meant to see it, I'll see it. Or if I'm actually looking for it, if it's like you tell me, like look for it, like I'll yeah, look yeah, for yeah. it. But yeah, it's not. And I just see like colors and then um, the colors make me feel a feeling. And then I interpret the feeling through words. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because I, I know Aura is... is pretty much always connected to to color and I don't I've been able to see like literal color around certain things when I focus on it um Mm -hmm. because I think I'm more of a uh feeler what's the there's um clairvoyant clairaudient and clairsent I'm definitely more like clairsentient and clairaudient like visuals are are not my my main thing I think part of that is still like a belief thing that I have going on because my eyes are like my biggest connection to the physical world and Mm -hmm. so I'm like but um yeah I tend to so when I see things like that it's because I'm really detached from the physical yeah that makes sense and that also is because I don't wear glasses I stop wearing contacts like I don't try and make my eyesight better like I want (laughs) it to be this way (laughs) like I used to have a prescription yeah, I used to wear glasses. I used to wear contacts every day, like religiously. Um, but I learned that you could actually stretch your eye muscles without using contacts and it could help your eyesight anyway. Yeah. So I started doing that for a while and it was helping me. And then I kind of like, like just learned to like being not able to see. It kind of yeah. really benefits me That's because so I'm so sensitive. So then I don't pick up on certain things that I'm not supposed to see. And then I know that when I see things, I'm really supposed to see it. Mm, that makes sense. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But I still wear my glasses to like watch TV or something like that. Okay, like Like if you want to see some, yeah. You know, but I don't like need them to go outside to, you know. Function. Yeah, to feel safe. You You don't walk outside like, all right, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drive to the grocery store. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, these are just, these are just blue light glasses for fashion and for. Yeah. I like blue light glasses too. I think they're they're nice. They help when you're, especially on the computer. A lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How much of your life is spent um, like doing things online? Would you say? It depends on the period of my life, but um, it's been more over the past few years. I used to be really like I used to not share a lot on social media at all. Yeah. I used to be really reserved. If I would share, it was very like curated and articulated and like I wanted you to think about me a certain way. Yeah, like, yeah. Um so I had a bad relationship with social media for a while, so it made me not want to be on it. Yeah. Um, but now I find that a lot of what I do is online. Yeah. But at the same time, everything that I'm doing in my offline life benefits my online life and my yeah. online life benefits my offline life it's like yeah. kind of like you know finding that balance but I would say that like I'm definitely like identified by social media like people know me because of social media yeah and if you don't know me because of social media it's because we had like a genuine interaction and we met because of like friends or something like yeah that, yeah you know? yeah yeah I hear that yeah because I find myself struggling these days I mean, I also, I still work in an office or I work at a, I work at an acupuncture clinic. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But so I spend time in front of a screen, like at work there because I'm a care coordinator and 
receptionist and all that jazz. And then I spend time online doing my own stuff. And so I find myself kind of fighting with myself in terms of how much time I'm spending on my screens because I'm like, I really don't want to be, you know, living this life where I'm just enthralled in my technology and like taken over by it. But I have to kind of remember that like you said, exactly where I'm going is to a place where there is a balance and I'm able to be authentic on both sides and they're able to benefit each other. And it's not, you know, one taking over the other or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Also with that, um, whenever you have those thoughts, it's just a reminder to be more appreciative when you're not on social media, like be, be intentionally appreciative. Like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not on my phone right now. Yeah. Yeah. Presence. I'm so glad I have this time to just like relax yeah. but I find I find that I get in the same thing too and I don't even work at an office job so <laughs> it's it's just like about actually taking the time to sit with yourself and be like oh I'm so safe here and I don't need to be on social media I don't need to be on a screen like I can everything is already done kind of that vibe yeah. of like everything's already accomplished like it's cool for me to just kind of sit back and relax and and let it do its thing yeah yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah. my balance I'm working towards I definitely like feel soon that I'm I'm uh I'm gonna be dictating my own time fully soon and uh, not working for somebody else fingers crossed yeah I love the woman I work for she's amazing and I'm really glad I'm there to help her right now but oh my god I don't want to know yeah (laughs) yeah it's just not doesn't make sense (laughs) what was your what was your last like job for somebody else uh I was a server at a beach bar super like it was just an easy way to make money honestly no totally I was in the service industry too like yeah but it's exhausting it's exhausting and also like I am worth so much more there you go I thought that was a lot of money no that is one thing I like right off the bat love about you. Like I can tell, you know, your value. And I think that in and of itself is really valuable because so many people don't. And cause like I went, when I was looking at your website, I was like, shit, I wouldn't feel the confidence to charge this for something. But then I'm like, no, like that's my time. And I recently just had a situation where I was filming um, content for somebody and it wound up not being so clear and you know, they didn't really give the directions and they have revisions, but it was a job for a friend um and so it was like here all 300 bucks and you could do this and then I'm like by the end of it I'm like no my the time that I spent on this was well worth more than a hundred dollars so I'm kind of in that phase of my life right now where I'm I'm learning my value in monetary perspective because I think I also had I've had such a um just like a headbutting with money in it itself and my relationship with it of course and um and what money means and all that stuff but I can't I gotta let that shit go I gotta let that shit go you know because I'm tired of of doing favors for people for nothing in return and Mm -hmm. it's not like I don't want to help people but I'm given so much of myself just because I'm like no money don't worry about it no money it's like you're tied Mm -hmm. on money like that like no sorry (laughs) I need it (laughs) yeah 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 I feel the same way um I didn't know my value for the longest time that's why I'm so adamant about knowing my value now because 
it's been a progression of my whole life, like not knowing my value to continuously just like stepping up for my value. And I, I had clients in the past where I had lower prices and I ended up doing crazy amounts more and they were expecting way more from me because not only was I not clear, but I wasn't charging enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the level of client that I want is going to see that price and they're going to be like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Just like you did. You, you are, you, you were literally like, ah, oh, but then you're like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, like you're like, oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Like fucking yeah. my time, my time is worth it. And exactly. And, and, the, and yeah. the transformation is like, is, is crazy. And when you have that dedication on both sides, that's what makes the transformation. So, so useful powerful. and valuable. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is like when you, when you know your value and you're able to put a monetary figure to it, um, people are going to respect it. Like the people who, who invest in you are going to be serious about it. You know, it's not going to be people like, oh yeah, sure. I got 15 bucks. Cause then it's almost like it's easier to get into a situation where you both wind up having your time wasted. Exactly. And you neither of you get the results that you want. And then you got bad reviews floating around and then it's like, what do you even, there's no integrity in your business because you're just yeah. there for the sale. You're not there for the actual value. relationship or, or the value. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Wow, girl. I respect you. I respect the fuck out of you. For real. I respect you thing. too. <laughs> yeah. I saw the other one floating around in the back too. So Cooper, he's an old man now. He's actually famous here. He has like the house that we're in. There's a window right here that leads right directly onto the street. And there's a window that he'll sit out of and uh, people will come by and say hi to him. And there's like a little plaque outside that says Coop on the stoop. He has an Instagram. Coop on the stoop. And then the other dog's name is Bradley. (laughs) Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. But the the other crazy thing about that is Cooper was here first and Bradley was adopted and already had that name that's weird (laughs) so we're podcasting with a legend right there (laughs) he's he's a legend I've heard people walk by when the window is closed and be like oh Cooper's not here like I'm like they were showing their family on a tour around LA and like this is a spot that they came to oh my gosh that's hilarious yeah that's Coop on the stoop well um what time is it I have a question oh yeah Um, go for it are you planning on um staying in LA for like what are you planning on staying in LA like living here for yeah no yeah because I knew you were talking about like leaving so yeah no I um we're kind of figuring out what we want to do right now because obviously we're in the process of building so um once our financial situation is in a place for us to do something more about it we're playing with those ideas now But what we're thinking of is because we really like the idea of van life because we want to be able to pick up and go wherever we are. And we have enough family and friends around the place to where we can park certain places for extended periods of time. Um, But also my boyfriend's a filmmaker, like I'm doing this stuff. So we have a lot of equipment. Yeah. We need like a space. We need a, we need a creative space. So what we are thinking of doing is eventually when we transition over to van life is keeping the studio that we have now because our landlords 
we're friends with them. They're super great people. They let us do whatever we want to the space. We might just turn that into an art studio, like a podcasting, a filming studio to base our stuff out of and then have our travel gear that we can bring with us so that we always have a place to come back to. So I think that's kind of what our what our plan is. And because um, LA is not, yeah, it's not where I want to spend my most time, but if I'm here working and I already know where everything is and I can, I have access to everything that I need. You know, I know there's a camera store that has a certain type of lens if we need to go down there and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's kind of the plan. Yeah, that's cool. I think that that could really like be beautiful for you in terms of like having, because I know people that have done that in the past, yeah. um, specifically in LA Yeah. and they really liked it. They had two dogs and they really liked it. <laughs> you don't have the dogs, but I mean, no, you have the house with them. So, um, but yeah, they really liked it. They really liked being able to pick up and go when they wanted, but then also yeah. still having like the space to come back to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then I think that's what we need. Like even in our astrology charts, like I have so many planets in the fourth house and you know, same thing with him. He has, I think his Mercury is in the fourth house. So he's very like home you know he thinks very in terms of house and home and um mm-hmm. also it's kind of a central place for both of our families his family is from the bay area and mine's from here in la so it'll be a good yeah. it's a good place for us to base like that's why we we moved out here anyway so yeah yeah we're figuring it out but it's cl- it's closer than it felt like last year like last year i it didn't work out is when we first started thinking of doing van life but it was because it was because it was coming from the energy of just wanting to get out like just wanting to leave, wanting to be an escape. Like, oh, I just want to be traveling. I don't want to be around all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm like, no, okay. You know, you can come to accept the lessons that I'm learning living here and all those things and just kind of letting it unfold as it as it does. So we'll see. Yeah, that's so good. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love to hear so that. excited. How about you? Are you planning on on uh, staying where you're at for a while? No. I have no idea. My lease yeah. is up in like three months. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I can't like, I'm so bad at making plans because I am an impulsive, like I feel things. I hear you. Yeah, no, I hear you. Like, and last time I wanted to renew my lease or I I got this apartment. I like kind of didn't really want to get it. And things could have gone way differently if I didn't get this apartment. Yeah. So not saying better or worse, but you know, just like, totally different so I just want to be open to yeah no I'm the same way like my partner constantly asks me it's like so what do we play like what do you want to do blah 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 and I was like well I have all these loose plans for things but at the end of the day I know I'm like when the situation is here we'll know it's here like it'll happen exactly. when it's gonna happen and we'll fucking yeah. know about it like yeah. I can't you can't plan too hardcore for things because then you get let down and your expectations you have, you have to throw them out the window because it becomes like it becomes like a a chase or like you know something like that like it's just like no like I'd rather just like feel into like you know we'll see how it feels as we approach (laughs) exactly because then you wind up in situations where like whoa this is so not right like I was trying so hard yeah exactly I had to kick out my roommate all that shit like that was so unnecessary it didn't really need to happen like that but I had to force myself into this. but now I'm happy and it's fine but you know I don't want to force myself again you know yeah <laughs> so- yeah yeah exactly no 100 yeah. percent. oh my god I've had I've had some horrible roommate situations I had to kick out a roommate long story short he wound up being like seriously bipolar and didn't tell me <laughs> he had like a wild oh episode one night and I was like Whoa, oh my god <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But, yeah. So not trying to force anything for that exact yeah. reason. Exactly. Yeah. But um but I wanna come to LA though. I want I wanna be in Cali. Like Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, whenever so. you do, I gotta play fuck you can stay at my grandma's house, no problem. Okay, she's cool. A, she's a little uh, bit outside of the of the city, so it's a little bit slower, but yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I would love to do that. I just need to get like I would want to get a rental car. So oh yeah, one hundred percent. Get enough to get a rental car, and then yeah, I'll be out there and I'll see. Woohoo! All right. Well, I feel like now might be a good time to wrap it up because it's been just over two hours. Yeah. Um, but that, that was a great. That was such a good first first episode together. Thank you so much. And if you want to, now would be the time. If you want to plug yourself, where can people find you? What are you doing? Go ahead and drop that. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, like this is such a vibe, such a great conversation. Yeah. I love talking to you. Um, yeah. So you can find me at magicalmads.com or magicalmads, like on any, literally any platform. I'm on basically everything um and it's all magical meds <laughs> magical um, with a k not a c yes magical with just a k and yeah i have a special monthly membership which is called to infinity and beyond portal which is like the most expansive spiritual entrepreneurial creative portal for you it's like witchy vibes with business vibes with nlp vibes with like mental health vibes like all the things helping you and guiding you and that's like a space that um we have a monthly membership or yearly you can do yearly um and we have our monthly calls that are in there and it's just it's such an expansive place like the girls that are in there love it there's one guy in there he loves it like learn so much from it already um and we're just continuing to grow so that's my little plug that's beautiful thank you so much all right people you know where to find her um this is episode two of we're not woke and i don't have a specific instagram account for this yet but you can find this on youtube and spotify i think that's the plan i'm still figuring all that out honestly i haven't even posted the first episode yet so i can help you i can help you um so anchor.fm Go to that. It will help you set up your podcast. So easy to import audio and it'll uh, send it out to every single streaming platform for you. Perfect. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. I'm going to end the recording. We'll close it out there. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Mads. And I know you'll be on again soon. So yes. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you.